You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, headliner questions forthcoming. This hour brought to you by the aforementioned, at the towards the end of the last hour, Dr. Heather Birch and Birch Orthodontics. We always appreciate their support, unwavering support, despite... All of the times that it could be perceived that we were perhaps besmirching the name by including her in these different antics <laughs> scenarios by which Florida State is better <laughs> under the cloak of darkness, and aided by Dr. Birch, right? Um, hey, look, nobody yeah. wants Florida State football to be better than Dr. Birch. So I'm not saying she would participate in those endeavors, but she wouldn't be unhappy if somebody else did. She wants yeah. Florida State football to be good. And, uh, I think that's the way to do it, Ira, because I, I, I take issue. I think nobody wants Florida State football to be better than more than me right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fed up. So if I were able to maneuver and manipulate and work together with others who feel this right. pressing need to see Florida State improve their lot in life, maybe she could contribute uh, in that endeavor that I facilitated. You see what I'm saying? That way, she, you know, you got to remove yourself, right? right, right Plausible right. deniability. Business is good, Dr. Burst. Thanks partly to your uh, partnership with Seminole Headlines, <laughs> but uh, there, there's a reason Birch Orthodontics is the best in the business. The reason There's a reason they have so much success is because they are the best in the business. Uh, our kids have gone there. I could not say enough good things about them. Uh, I posted the picture last week of Alexa. She had her play published, which yeah, was really cool. I'm very proud of her. And, that was uh, so awesome. It was awesome. And, uh, and I posted the picture. Dr. Birch sent me a note about it, and I was like, and how about that smile? She's got the perfect smile. She's a... Uh, if uh, Dr. Birch needs some endorser, endorsements, that's it right there. Yeah, that's that's the she needs to start funneling that money. A little nil to, uh, to, to, <laughs> to my kids and their uh, shiny bright teeth. Boy, this uh, took a turn through. for the worse. I was starting to beg for money on the air for hey, his kids. Hey, at if, school. She's, if she's not going to start paying off players, maybe <laughs> pay, pay my kids. All right, we got a lot of questions. Before we get to them. Really quick, once again, the top five is on Warchant.com. You can watch Warchant TV and see the video. Uh, the three of us were in this video, along with Gene Williams, and talked about that top five. And this was a more rewarding effort this year in the top 40. I think it wasn't just because it wasn't of wasn't depressing. Say, right. The top five was good, but so was the top 10 and the top yeah. 15. Mm-hmm. I think we got... Even top 20. Yeah, there, uh, there, Once there, you get outside the top 20, you got a little shaky. But, but yeah. when you get... Even there were players in the... High teens and early twenties, where maybe a year or two ago you might have had them in the top six or seven. 
Correct. And so you do see with the exercise that the roster is deeper and more talented than it's been in a long time, in about five, six years at least. And Travis J didn't even make it at all. And no. we're not giving up on Travis J yet. I, I refuse I to. Some of you have. It's yeah. a, we're just trying to motivate him. A little tough love yeah. from, from mm-hmm. Jeff. I like it. I like it. But I feel like last year he was he might have been sniffing the top 20 last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe top 15, and now he's not even on it. And he's still got all that raw potential that just has not been tapped into yet. I think this is a fun question right off the bat from Hassan. He writes, what's up, gents? Quick game of would you rather. For this scenario, would you rather have FSU in the SEC or a 12-team college football playoff? Either decision would go into effect immediately. Thanks, as always, for the great content. Thank you, Hassan. Uh, would you rather have FSU in the SEC, SEC or the yeah. 12-team playoff? I, the answer is the SEC. I, I said yes because the long-term dividends that yeah. are rewarded there. Yes, yes, I agree. Um, when they do, when they do, when they go to the 12-team playoff eventually, is that going to change? Would the TV contracts be ripped up at that point, or is that a completely yeah. different? Is the college football playoff contract different than the the regular ACC? Yeah, it is. It, it, is. It, is. it is. The only the only part of that I think that could impact all this though is if they come up with a scenario where Notre Dame has to join a conference, then that would well, kick everything else. Which would it. be yeah. excluding them from the playoff. Right. The only scenario I could see where they force yeah. them into a conference. Yeah. Uh, when was this? Is from Brandon on Twitter. So we're going. To, we're already going back okay. and forth. There we go. When was the last you time? Do it, that from now on. Go back and okay. forth. Every question. All right, enough out of you. The tennis match. When is the last time FSU had a single assistant as impactful, important as Atkins has been to the future of the program? That's from Brandon. Uh, well, Atkins has been phenomenal. Now you could argue under Jimbo there was a member of his staff that many believed to be the bag man. <laughs> so that might and have been. That would have very been a very important assistant. An impactful coach. <laughs> when you want to think about the roster building that Jimbo did in early 2010, he had a couple of a very important assistants. Very on important staff. assistants that helped um, engineer marvelous recruiting classes. Even if we don't want to call him by that name, by that moniker, they were there specifically to recruit, and they did give him a great roster or Let's, helped bring a great roster. Well, they were very persuasive. Yes. The thing about Atkins and why he's so popular is I, I don't think it's just because he's recruited really well, which he has recruited exceptionally well since he's been here, and certainly this last run of getting these four-star linemen. But it's also you know the development of the line he had. It was pretty much overnight that they got to where you stopped seeing two or three years ago. I mean, every play you'd see defensive ends and linebackers just Turn running style, scot-free. Baby. Yeah. Turn style, yeah. So he cleaned that up really overnight. He does a great job of putting kids in a position to succeed. And Asking I, him to things that they can possibly yes. do. Yes, and, and I, I don't mean to oversimplify scheme, but he creates angles. He asks guys to do things that are within their skill set. Right. He puts kids in a position to succeed, which is fundamentally what coaching is about. But he recognizes those shortcomings and doesn't dwell on it, doesn't try to you know square pay, ground hole. He's saying, okay, look. Here's what you can do now, and and he motivates and teaches and educates and you know listen I, those guys all love him too. They all play hard for him, so that's another aspect of it because you love to see the effort and you love to see the consistency. I think, um, but in terms of bringing both sides of it, not just getting players, um, I think he's up there with you know Odell at, at, at the height of in terms of um, people's love of Odell. Obviously, the fact that Odell played here was a big part of it as well. But also, you know, he produced – I mean, he had that run of defensive linemen oh, going yeah. to the NFL. It was Huge. ridiculous and recruited at a super high level. But there haven't been any many that are as P. 
people love Alex Atkins. Well, it's also he's also charismatic. The cigar, the right. whole thing. He's, he's an infectious personality. Right. I mean, yeah, it, it's and, a re- relatability to it. And me. people aren't really necessarily in love with the rest of the staff right now. Yeah, so that yeah. probably I fall in that category too. Uh, Gator Kirk writes: Good afternoon. Hypothetical. Some of the headlines has fallen on hard times. Only fans is the lone option to return ah, to financial fans. freedom. <laughs> who joins the site? Who is the video videographer? <laughs> and who is the director of content? Thank you for being a ray of sunshine each week. Thank you, Gator Kirk. Well, who wants to direct this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old sausage sit-in. All right, let's go. Coming on. Let's go. I mean, uh, we, we can't answer that, guys. We can't answer that. Wait till you see what I look like after I get my gallbladder taken out. Mm-hmm. How much do you guys think a gallbladder weighs? You think it weighs anything? Well, it does weigh something, yes. It's got uh, to. Everything does. But I, if I, I weigh myself the morning of the surgery and then I weigh myself that night, will it be a couple pounds difference? Are they that big? Are they five pounds? How much? I don't even know what a gallbladder looks like or if it, how it fits in your hand. Uh, you didn't look this up before going in to have yours taken out? No, and apparently I don't get to keep it either. So I don't know what they have I to still do with my have, gallbladder. By the way, it's my property. Speaking of things regarding surgery that you keep or don't get to keep, I still have the steel one of the steel pins that was inserted in my foot. And it's it's I mean it's lengthy. It went from the top of my toe all the way down towards right towards the heel. You're gonna give it to Bryce or and maybe I'll give Clark? it to Corey before his surgery. There you go. Something to hold on to. Yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll give you a hug, and I'll put that in your hand, and I'll say, hold on to this. It'll bring you good luck. So Matthew, Matthew saying he already looked it up. Half ounces? Yeah, I was going to say two ounces. I should have said it out loud before you looked that up. Damn it, because now nobody believes me. That's crazy. <laughs> One-eighth of a pound? I would have thought a gallbladder was a little more you know, substantial than that. Oh, well, maybe I don't want to keep it. Kyle writes, do you think the two-super conference scenario will be finalized and all set by the time the current four-team playoff format is set to expire? Thank you guys for the great content. Thank you, Kyle. I mean, I think people are hoping that that is the scenario. That I think that's what's giving a lot of people hope that this will be resolved in the next couple of years because you do have Big Ten's negotiating their deal, SEC's you know, their deal, and then uh, – you know, you've got uh, the, the only the one playoff. not negotiating their deal <laughs> forever. <laughs> uh, so you'd like to hope that that would be part of the playoff, you know, conversation. But I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I hope it is. Wilson writes: How long will it take for FSU to enjoy the benefits of joining one of the two major conferences? And further, how much longer before we see it play out on the field? So he's talking about a scenario by which Florida State enters into one of the super conferences, or if you'd like. One of the mega networks, Fox or ESPN, whoever's in charge of those leagues, and how quickly would they reap the benefits from doing so? Uh, I think it would be very quick. I do too. I do too. Yeah. I mean, the challenge, you know, the the something I know a lot of people brought up, and as you kind of start playing out the scenarios, is you know, Florida State would be getting that money that those schools are getting, but those schools also have already been getting more. Or a, period of time that yes that's and, why we keep talking about how quickly can right. this get done so that that i think is going to depend if it gets done in four or five years i think florida state's going to reap the benefits and get to that level really quickly if it takes seven or eight years something ridiculous like that then you know it could take longer for it to show on the field because you'd be trying to catch up to people that have such a big advantage but what do you think you'd be trying to catch up to like in the current state of college football where the portal's wide open like it, it, i don't think it would take uh, you talking about like coaching salaries just coaching acumen just, like better coaches i mean um, you'd have you'd have better coaches you'd have more success to be building on um you you would be 
I mean, I look, we said that the facilities race is over. I don't know if that's true, especially for those schools that have that much money. Uh, I think they're going to keep building stuff. What can they keep building? Mountains? Like a foot, yeah, like we, a Mount we, Rushmore? We've reached a place. I mean, again, we, we make fun of this all the time, but at some point. I mean, you, you would think? I don't think Slides don't think and we chocolate fountains. I mean, I guarantee. I've, look, man, there's technology. There's things you can do from technology. Well, they're still going to invest gonna, in the infrastructure yeah. of these facilities. I agree with you, but I don't know what gargantuan thing they're going to continue to build. I would not put Rushmore is not a bad idea. <laughs> Look, man, there was a time when the Moore Center looked great. There was I'm a, not saying you don't the, you don't change. increase the quality of the buildings that you have and the infrastructure, right. but I don't know what else you would need once you've completed this football only I mean, look, facility, look, other than the sustainability. Look at what some of these other schools have. Florida's, right, even but, even when Florida State does their thing, it's not going to be to that level. And other schools are always going to be wanting one upping each other. I, I don't I, think no, that, I think that money's think, getting diverted now to players. That's. I don't think that's going to be. I think at some point that gets regulated, and I don't think it's going to be well, seventy million dollars salaries for college football. Teams. I don't either, but I do well, think that money's got to go somewhere. But we're done with the days of where you have to hide your profit or not show a profit. You know, and that's why you build all these facilities. That's well, what that's they were doing. I mean, so you know, we'll go from here. Uh, what about a planetarium. I'd like a Florida State planet, Florida State football planetarium. Well, laser light show. Part of the facility. A little Pink Floyd laser mm-hmm. light show on the yeah, weekends. Yeah, man, a laser show every night at midnight. We all uh, just go the, get high the, and watch Pink Floyd laser shows. Yeah, oh, I right. mean the players Let's, probably aren't in football. Pink Floyd, is really becoming an, a wonderful event to cover. <laughs> this is amazing, uh, Matthew. I mean, if that's your cup of tea out there, everybody, I'm not saying sure. Yeah, Matthew writes. Uh, I mean, let we you all get the joke. Laser light shows. Come on. Yeah. What do we do? Matthew writes, since special teams has been such a favorite discussion topic over the last couple of years, I have a two-part question for you guys. One, will FSU return a kick or punt for a touchdown in the 2022 season? Ooh, it's hard to fathom, yeah. right? They got something for Duquesne. Who I is the, they got something for Duquesne right out of the gate. Uh, and then the follow-up question from Matthew is, who's the greatest kick-punt returner in FSU history? Deion Sanders, Peter Warwick, Greg Reed, or other? Thanks in advance. I look forward to hearing your answers. Man, I love to watch Greg Reed. I'm not going to lie. Here's the thing yeah. about Greg Reed, and this is why I think he's he's probably more likely to be number one than than some people might think. Because right. obviously, P Dub and the, there's yeah. a, there's a lot of greats, but he's been going up against better defensive special teams. Like when I I've told you guys before, when I said I took Leon Washington up in their film room to watch the full the T Bucks return where he stood there, and then and then took off against Syracuse. T-Buck, or Leon Washington's first comment was, who did Syracuse have on coverage unit? What are they I mean, doing? It was just a bunch of tasty, <laughs> heavy-set white guys trying to chase him, and he was like, that's not what I go against. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that part of it's different. The punt returns back in the day were not seeing – now teams put their best players on coverage units. Yeah, they didn't always do that back yeah. in the day. You're right. Um, I would also say that Greg Reed did both. Um, Peter Warwick – I, as far as I know, I don't know that he ever returned a kick. I know Dion never returned a kick, and I don't think t- and T Buck never returned a kick. Right. So they weren't even back there. Like when I think Craig about Reed kick returners, don't you, Corey? Don't you think of Tamaric Vanover? Uh, he was awesome on kick returns. Kick, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tameric kick was yeah. that's what I'm saying. Kick yeah. returns. He was unreal. Yeah. That yeah. was. I remember thinking that every time he touched the ball, it seemed like there was a good chance he could you think go. Spurrier like wakes up in cold sweats <laughs> at night. <laughs> he was. That was. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go back and watch Tamaric Vanover. <laughs> Returns uh, really quick. Let's get one more in here while we can. Uh, hey guys, been listening for a while. First question: I was watching Dalvin Cook highlights, amazing, and thought about good old number twelve. Here's my question: Injuries and off the field issues not considered. Who would you want Jordan Travis 
would you, who would you want? Either Jordan Travis this year or 2016 Francois? It's hard to separate um, what ended up happening with DeAndre. It is hard to separate. But it, and it's also, man, De- you know, Jordan didn't have that team. You know, De- DeAndre had a better situation. Um, I would want uh, Jordan Travis, and not because I think he's a better quarterback. I just, like you said, it's hard to separate. But yeah, but that was part of the question. Is take that away? Like we didn't know. What, I'm not taking it away, Corey. Sixteen. You're not. You're not going to go with this hypothetical. No. You're going with reality. I'm going with reality. Can't do yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Man, Francois was. I mean, he could throw the tar out of yeah, the ball though when he had time. Um, yeah. And, but I don't know how we would have – I don't know that – what would their record have been right. last year with 2016 now, Francois? So this is on the – is this talking about the 2016 team or the current team? Because the 2016 team, I think probably Francois. The current team, I think probably Jordan Travis still. Mm, yeah, maybe. that's what I was saying because you got to run – you know, especially last year, uh, you had to run around. You had to make plays on the ground. You didn't have Dalvin. Francois was not a too. mobile quarterback. No, it just reminds no. me of how important – this season is for Jordan Travis. I don't think we we have not figured out how to label Jordan Travis, and that's not a knock on him because DeAndre was good. That I mean, I thought at the end of that season, man, I thought DeAndre Francois is going to be a superstar. I I really did. Yeah, I thought had he a chance. He, he lacked some of the things that you need to to be a superstar. Um, and, and I was still holding out hope from Leek Henry. You sir, you sure were. <laughs> I was on that train. That's the only one I've missed. I don't even want to say what I think about that because I just remember picture day and being like, oh, no. <laughs> He's going to yeah. blow over. This is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Moving on with headliner questions. Zach writes, understanding the Florida NIL rule that the school slash coach cannot be involved, how exactly does it work that the coach and collective are on the same page? I'm sure there's some back-channel communication between the two, but wonder how it legally works. I, I do, too, for that matter. I already know. Yeah, I mean, it is a little murky, and it does. <laughs> it is unfortunate. Uh, that, it's a you know, stupid this, law. The state right? of Florida has this law, and, and most of the other states that had it have since repealed it. Florida's mm-hmm. legislature chose not to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a combination of they they they're aware of who Florida State's recruiting. The the NIL staff can certainly is aware of who Florida State's recruiting and how interested they are, and then they can make their presentations. The university can make presentations about. My understanding is what players have gotten in the past. So if they have a current player that has an NIL deal, they can probably tell recruits, hey, this player has this deal in place. I'm not saying you're going to get it, but this deal does it. Uh, I'm answering your question that, 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 yes, we do have players that have NIL deals, and this is what their deals are like right now. And then that player then can make the assumption that, hey, if I come to that school, I can get one as well. But, yeah, it's it's the fact that they can't even communicate. And I actually interviewed uh, Stephen Ponder. Uh, we were running a Q&A on the website. He's the new president of uh, Seminole Boosters, and he talked about how the challenge this uh, this is because they can't even really talk with donors. They can't even tell donors. Like if a donor comes to donate money to Seminole Boosters and say, hey, how do I – I want to give you this much of my money and I want to give NIL, Rising Spear, this much of your money. Like Seminole Boosters can't even coordinate that because of this law. So they just have to say, okay, we'll do this and this for you, but you need to call those guys to do that. It's definitely an awful situation. Corey, I think we both know how we get around this. 
we yeah, ignore we that law. Care about the we rules. don't care about the rules. Uh, again, yeah, yeah. again, guys, with the rule following. I'm speaking the, not o- the, yeah, the rule following is nuts. Then we stop that, with the rule following, everybody. On Friday before your official visit begins, head over to Birch Orthodontics <laughs> and just sit back in a chair. She might ask Open your mouth and see how much cash gets thrown in She might ask the packages of registers laying around. By the way, <laughs> we had a nice uh, meal at Horizons last week. We did. We uh, had a good time, and it was great. Got, that photo was great. Everybody had a yeah. good time. The meal was great, as always. Yeah, so I look forward. We'll have to do it again. Now that Corey's gallbladder isn't going to be a constant nuisance for the rest of us to deal with. I'm going to start him. drinking beer again. Well, you can start slamming anything you want, right? This Apparently, after shots, a couple weeks, is what it, I've been yeah. told. A couple weeks, it's back. It's back to normal. Love. But no, I'm. I, you know, the water's the water's what I am now, man. It's I've changed my life. But I had the fish sandwich at Horizons. I'd never had it before. It was awesome. Really good. David writes. We only agreed to the grant of rights to get the ACC network, right? Couldn't we just make the court watch an afternoon's worth of that network programming and call for a breach of contract? The defense rests, your honors. Well done. Well done. <laughs> it, it, it is it is kind of ludicrous. I, I get it the first time when they when the when the ACC presidents felt like they had to keep the conference together. Yeah. I get it the had first time. Had to prove time. to ESPN that because it was viable. Yeah, there was a time where you felt like okay, this network, you know, that maybe is going to really help in a big way. Sure, but by the s- second time when they had to you know get Notre Dame to join to have a chance for it to be viable, and then you start looking at how difficult it was going to be to get on these networks. I mean, it just they just got on Comcast like six months ago. They had, and, and they only got on Comcast. The difference between the SEC network and the ACC network is the SEC network wasn't going to be on a couple of systems, and the fans rioted, and they put them right back on the – they got But they also got there were no contracts that were like, – so Comcast did not have to acquiesce because that deal wasn't going to be up for three years. Right, but then when they – that was the only way right. the ESPN and Disney could get the ACC <laughs> network on Comcast was to basically hold them hostage and say, we're not signing any other deal with you until you give us – a contract. So, it I mean, still that took a good long while. Should give you an indication that this wasn't probably where you want to be as a conference. And also the Notre Dame president standing in the lobby after the ACC yeah. meets, <laughs> saying what he said, Nobody which wants made to you laugh. Here. Yeah, it's good. Is the best option, writes Jeff, for the ACC to remain relevant going forward to allow non-football membership for teams that are able to move to super conferences? The way it seems now, the only option may be the end of the conference. Also, when we get to two super conferences, wouldn't it be great if there were reg- uh, relegation and promotion? Yeah, like it, like there is internationally with soccer. Yeah, I do think there's a chance the other sports get get into a different deal. Like I think there's I a think possibility. That's absolutely, the, the case. football conferences, whatever it is, one conference, two conference, whatever it is, that because everybody's right now wringing their hands about the athletes and these other sports that have to travel across the country. They're not but, going to have to yeah, do that. I, think I agree with you. There will be some sort of regional networks, but it won't be the ACC because. Again, that whole the the money part of it's the the big issue. Yeah, like USC volleyball isn't flying across the country on the regular to take on Rutgers. Right. Uh, we're not, that's they're going to figure that. They're going to figure. It doesn't make any sense financially to do it. It doesn't make any sense. No, um, you're losing more money than I mean. You're I mean at that point the travel expenses are nuts. But yes, I would be relegation would be incredible. That's the best thing about soccer is the is the relegation. Like you have to earn your way into that league. So, oh, sorry, I love Vanderbilt. when a team is fighting like hell to keep from being relegated. I, I, that's hilarious. That's always awesome. You know you're going to get a bad team playing desperately hard. I had a, It was a heartbreaking when uh, Ted Lasso's team got relegated. <laughs> I can't imagine in real life if I watch that stuff. Imagine going to those right. games when that's on the line. You're getting booted the hell up out of here, you sorry asses. No! Uh, imagine, yeah, Arkansas playing Vanderbilt or playing Kentucky. Well, and Vanderbilt would be on their the way, the way out with the quickness, wouldn't they? In this country, man, you might have... <laughs> <laughs> extra police on hand. 
Uh, Jeff writes, is the, oh, no, sorry. Uh, Nick writes, the biggest gets left to be had in conference realignment, gets as in scooping up teams, consists of Washington, Oregon, maybe Oklahoma State, and some combination of the ACC teams. You know, it's interesting. Let me ask you guys. I'm going to, a little side note here. So Oklahoma State was mentioned. Bovada gave a list of teams that could be added to the SEC and the odds that they would be. So Florida State was at plus 250. Clemson was at plus 250. Miami was at plus 300. Oh, this is from memory. Oklahoma State was plus 600. They ba- were the favorites. Uh, Florida State and Clemson. Florida were State were the favorites. Yeah. Baylor was at plus six something, uh, plus 750 for like Cincinnati. Anyhow, the point is, as I was sitting there thinking about this, if you go by, again, brands and eyes on sets, if we're getting back to does adding this team make it more likely that more fans will watch your league? Okay, so just looking at it that way. The answer there would, because of tradition, would be Oklahoma State. But if we really look at investment moving forward and who's more maniacal and viable, wouldn't the answer be Baylor, who's who's gone nuts? They've poured all their money into their facilities and into big-time college football, basketball, and baseball. They look like they're very serious about the next 50 years of what Baylor's going to be. Whereas, you know, I don't know that Oklahoma State could ever be anything more than what they currently are. I mean, they already had the billionaire money for the stadium and everything else. It's still water. They're never going to be much more than what they are. I don't know. Would you choose Baylor? I think I'd choose Baylor if I were the SEC in that scenario. I'd choose neither. Well, correct. Is neither an option? I did hear um, Dan Levitard had an interview with John Skipper last week about all this. And, and when he John Skipper, former president of ESPN, correct. he uh, said that Texas, he wouldn't be surprised if Texas became a target for maybe the Big Ten, because uh, the state of Texas. Because, again, that, that would – if you had a school – one thing I, didn't, I never really knew about this was apparently if your network is on in a state but you don't have a state uh, – you don't have a team in the state, they pay a much smaller uh, yeah. share every, every month. Subscribers pay – maybe it's 30 cents a month as opposed to if you have a school a, in a that state in your conference, it might be a yeah. dollar or something. Yeah. And so that – he thinks they might look for a school in Texas – Maybe Baylor or somebody else just because of that. So that's it. Well, good, because I picked Baylor for the college sportsbook video that I did. It seemed oh, most go. logical to me that it would be it would be Baylor. Uh, man, this guy wrote a novel. Sorry, buddy. I'm going to have to come back to that one after the break and look at this because I'm not so sure I can get there. Rick writes, Ira, is Seminole Headlines working on a sponsorship with the company that promises to get you out of your timeshare commitment? Have you asked the exper- their experience with grant of rights? In all seriousness, which is most likely to nullify the grant of rights deal? Notre Dame making a decision. ACC Pac-10 joining forces. Three, 10-plus ACC athletic directors just walking out of the ACC meetings (laughs) when Alfred taps his watch and looks at Phillips. (laughs) I like that one because we'll be there for it. I want Alfred to just go like this. (laughs) Ten athletic directors. Peace. Piss off, everybody. We're out of here. That'd be ideal pretty good yeah the timeshare joke is when we were on i guess it was a sunday smash and we were saying i said it's like the it's the worst timeshare or it might have been on your show yesterday it was on the jeff cameron yeah, show yes, yesterday. it was wildly popular and i said uh yeah this is like the these schools are stuck in the worst timeshare experience of all time everybody's just stuck here it's well done i see you angling that for is the well money. done ira thanks I, but when it when it comes so if notre dame decided to go to the big 10 does not not does not 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 does that not change the language of the contract does, would that because I yeah, didn't they, they sign the well, contract? There, there is a feeling that that would because 
there are future games with Notre Dame. Yeah, all these schools, the schools have the every, yes. Notre Dame's required for the length of the contract to play five games a year against ACC schools. So all those schools would lose two and a half on average home games a year. Where and and so yeah, that that would that there's a feeling that that might break the contract. I don't I think anybody say, knows would that for sure. maybe void it because you signed the contract thinking Notre Dame was going to be a part till 2036. But if if something changes that drastically, yeah. it might change the whole nature of the that's, contract. That's one theory people are hoping. I want to point out, though, that I've seen pushback by other lawyers online about that, too. Like, a lot of people assume it is automatically the end of the grant of rights deal if Notre Dame goes and joins the Big Ten. But I've seen other people write attorneys, and I'm yeah. not one. So but they've come back and said that's not necessarily true. Well, the reality with a lot of this, a lot of these things is like... We don't the, know. You attorneys can have their viewpoints and they may not be right. Well, and that's, and that's how you end problem. up in the court and then the judge decides. Right, but that's also the problem is that nobody wants to challenge right. this because you're going to end up in legal tanglings that go on for a legal entanglement that goes on for could be five years, six years, get caught up in the court. And what if you lose? Yeah. And how expensive that is for you. Some of the headlines, if 93. You, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, if you lose, don't you end up paying what you owed anyway? But you're you're also in the SEC now. So you got more money to pay it. And if you lose, you, your ass is stuck in the ACC. You're not going anywhere. You were trying to get out, and you don't get to go. And you... No, I think you break your contract, go to the SEC, well, they man, sue you. Uh, that ain't going to happen, Corey. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Corey, you're going to like this one. By the way, you like the way I turned off your mic at the end of the last segment? Get your I didn't that. know you did it. I, I've yeah. been talking for the last three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to commercial. You got to put in the penalty box, buddy. I was no, done with what that I was going to say is the ACC did sue Maryland, and it was settled in 2014 when Maryland was already in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it, that, was, that was before a grant of rights. They didn't have a grant of rights. Oh, I thought they did have one. That's what they were getting sued for. They no, were they were just they were, they, that their law their legal dispute was just over what the exit fee was going to be. Mm. Uh, I wanted right. to read this, Corey. This will uh, maybe embolden you. You'll feel great. Uh, Mark writes, "Hey, Corey, I had the misfortune of sitting on a jury for a gallbladder malpractice suit. Oh, just God. hope your doctor doesn't nick your bowel." All right. Yeah. Come on, Thanks, Mark. Mark. I appreciate that. I just, I just wanted to, to point out how the, the listeners care so deeply that Mark wanted to point that out to you, Corey, before you go to surgery. I mean, I just talked to a guy yesterday that said, oh, it's no problem. And Ira's wife said it was no problem. It's not a big deal. It was, it was three or four days, and, and she was as good as new. But Mark, better than new. But Mark disagrees. But Mark's like, no, you're, I guess <laughs> my, my insides might be nicked, and I might never be the same. Should FSU sit out of the ACC meetings to show their consternation, writes Bob? Would it be better to be an independent to get deals done with Apple or Google? Maybe that's where we have the sausage sit in. At ACC. The sausage <laughs> what? Sit in. Sit in. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. sit in. It's a sausage <laughs> sit in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, no, I do think uh, that would be funny. That It's all funny. I mean, I, they should do like a reality show, like Big Brother or something, of – the ACC, ADs, yeah, all of them in that meeting. I mean, I can't even imagine. Oh, I would love to be a fly on the wall to hear that discussion. Everybody's just looking out for number one. I, also, do you really the think there is, is any alliance? Do you really think like is Florida? Remember how Florida State and Clemson seem to have an agreement? Yeah, 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 they definitely did. I don't know that they do anymore. Right. I mean, don't you think just everybody's looking out for number one right now? And that's what cracks me up about these Carolina schools who who are now like. 
That, and that's why I think this won't last as long as some people think, just because it's not just Florida State trying to get out or maybe Clemson trying to get out. The freaking North Carolina schools are trying to get out. Like, nobody wants to be here anymore. That changes so, things. Uh, so let's say the North Carolina oh. Duke all go to the Big Ten. Um, does, that doesn't just change the absolute nature of the contract they've signed. Like, you can't – I mean, I guess you don't know. You're not a legal scholar. Who are you? Well, I'm asking you. I like he asked me a question and yells me yells at me for not knowing the answer. <laughs> yeah. I keep asking you questions. My no, bad. No, we, listen, there are lawyers yelling at each other online every day, listening to them yeah. bicker about what they think is possible to do or not do with this grant of rights deal and how to get out of it. Uh, we're certainly not going to be able to answer it. Uh, it's frustrating. It, it's frustrating because I think it does at least present evidence that Nobody is going to be bullish in their efforts to do this because they don't, per the end of our last segment, they do not want to get caught up in court and then eventually perhaps lose and have to pay all the court fees and everything else and still be stuck where you are. Man, that's just... Screw that. Take not- a chance. Just go to the SEC and <laughs> tell them to come come collect. Corey's you bold, gonna do? Corey's bold with SEC? other people's money, other schools' money, their future. But what I was going to say is, is a poster just had a comment about doesn't Maryland look like a genius now? Go ask Maryland fans how they feel about that movie. Okay, so that's fun because... Their lives have not changed for the better at all. They don't get to watch North Carolina and Duke basketball anymore. They get to watch Minnesota and Ohio State basketball, and their football team still sucks like it's always sucks. And by the way, where this is headed, a lot of schools are going to be thinking about was it a good idea for that paycheck to go 0-12 every year? Because who the hell's Rutgers beaten in a mega Big Ten? If all of a sudden the Big Ten consists of, in addition to what they've just done with USC and UCLA, they add Notre Dame and for bells and whistles, Florida State, Clemson, Miami, and whoever, Virginia Tech, who's Rutgers beaten? Who are they ever yeah. going to beat? they got to play in this damn league every year. And none of those fans see that money. And they're just taking steady, taking ass beatings. And yeah. Vanderbilt's about to be doing the same. Well, they already do. But, but, but I mean, it's, it's only going to get worse because you're adding name brands, big-time college football programs. Presumably, you're not adding, I guess, there's rumors that they could add, add Kansas in the Big Ten, whatever the hell that would but be. But you think about but, all the teams that have transferred, that have the, the conference realignment. Missouri... They haven't done it. They well, were better when they first joined. Well, they actually had instant now. success. They won the yeah. They they, they, they won, won the East. SEC East a yeah, couple times, yeah. but they're terrible now. They're irrelevant. Yeah, they are. Colorado's irrelevant. been trash in the Pac-12. Ooh, Maryland's been. been nothing. I mean, all these schools that left for these great Nebraska. Now the, what, Nebraska. The, the exception, what Nebraska's awful, but the one exception is Utah. Utah's the one, right? Utah's the, the exception. In the last ten years, they realigned that actually benefited. Everybody else hasn't. That's not to say it wouldn't be a huge benefit for Florida State because Florida State is an SEC school. It just doesn't play in the SEC. Utah is an interesting uh, actor in all of this. They're, 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 they're going to be fun to keep an eye on. I, I have a suspicion that uh, they're going to get asked to, to move again as well. I mean, I love I, Utah, man. You, you need to do a Utes headline. You, you do understand how much Utah has, has made me. Utah. Yeah, no, I know. God you bless Utah, buddy. That school right there, they get slept on every year, and then I'm like, guys – Forgetting about Utah. And by the You're way, on. everybody listening about. to this within the sound of my voice is going to be a big Utah fan real soon because they play Florida to start the year. So there you go. Let's go Utes. Oh, all right. There you let's, go. Let's bust that ass. Come back and wrap it up on some of the headlines momentarily. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you but we had no idea where to get started. 
Now we're selling yay sausage shirts and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. We got a meaty final segment here, guys. We got we got a good eleven minutes to get to some questions. Let's get to them. Let's get to them. You know, just noting, and then you don't get to them. Well, I'll get to them. Some of them are redundant. We're at the stage of the show where it becomes redundant. A lot of questions about when are we going to get out, and all the whining about what we should do. Uh, really quickly, and I, I mean that lovingly, but uh, after a while, you know, it, gets, it wears on you. Uh, but what I was going to tell you was that uh, just the mentioning of Utah taking on Florida and my mighty Utes and Cameron Rising, the star quarterback, and Kyle Whittingham, the coach, who's done such a fantastic job with that Utah program for years now. Uh, yeah, there you go, Glenn. I, just just saying that out loud, thinking about that matchup with Florida, that is an awesome early season game. Like I was just now, we're in the part of the month of July where we go into the ACC kickoff and practice starts soon, and we got that matchup with LSU and all that good stuff. I'm thinking about those early season matchups. That's one of the most underrated of those early games. Florida State LSU is obviously awesome, yeah. but I think like a lot of people are going to be very very interested because that is so rare for Florida to do that. First of all, to you know to get out of their comfort zone. Where's the actually, game? This this year I think it's at Florida yeah. next year, but they're it's oh. a home and home by the way, Corey. Oh, they're going out. They're to actually going to go out to Utah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, get you some of that. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, Willie Taggart said he grew up a Knowles fan, but presented no tangible proof of it while he was here. Corey right. refused to watch his team win a championship last year. Whose fandom is more fraudulent, Corey's or <laughs> Willie Taggart's? No way, man. <laughs> No way. Oh, no way. Come on. Well, it's a great question. Well done, Jeremy. Gentlemen and Jeff. Thanks, Andrew. If real if realignment meant uh, we had to give up playing one of our arch rival, what rivalry would you be willing to part ways with? Miami or Florida? Hmm. I that I can't answer that. Yeah. I don't want to part with either. I would really struggle with this. Florida. Uh, for men, for men of a certain age, I think it it is Florida. You would part with Florida. Uh, for men of a different age, it would. There's no way, no how they would do that. If if you're older than me, for example, there's no way you would give up the Florida rivalry. But if you went to school when I went to school, and you're around fifty years old, man, that Miami rivalry was the rivalry. It wasn't just in the state, and not just you know the pride of the Sunshine State. Man, that rivalry meant more than anything to college football for a good. 
good long while there. At least in terms cool of national like championships. Stewards, if the stewards of the sport who are who are dictating uh, what the rest of this, the rest of our lives will be when in relation to this sport, like took stuff like that into account. Like how important Florida oh, they, State and Miami were. It, the the ship sailed, football. my friend. The ship sailed, buddy. It just it's that's what's so frustrating. Meanwhile, Vanderbilt and Ole Miss are making a ton of money, and they've done jack squat ever. But Florida State and Miami have to beg. Oh, please, Mister. Please, yeah. can I have some too? Can I have some scraps too? Yeah, well, they, buddy, hopefully they're not doing that. The reason the, <laughs> the television ratings went through the roof, and the money went through the roof right. on the backs of Florida State and Miami. Yeah, no, no, now, I, I get oh, it. Please. Well, I, again, Corey, that's you pleading. I hope that the powers that be are not sitting around going, "Oh, please." Let's. They are. You got to be. Deeply sad. Please I, take us. Please uh, take us. Please let us play with play in Starkville in Fayetteville. Turn all off, these college turn football off hotbeds. I'm about to butch rides. Hello, boys. Quick one today. How would recruiting look and rank if we didn't have Coach Adkins on this staff? Take care. Thanks, Butch. Yeah. No, I, I know. I, if I were Norvell, I'd be like, "Listen, buddy, I need you to recruit some receivers." Uh, <laughs> then I need—I mean, there, I can go down the list, but yeah, I'd be talking a lot about all the greatness that Coach I'll Atkins be honest, possesses. I might send Atkins to Jackson, Mississippi, and see what he can do in that city. Like, I know they have a couple players. Maybe, maybe you can talk them into doing something after this season. Marlon writes, "Good day, gents. Lots of talk of realignment, Super Conference TV deals." Still no talk or plans about these kids, players, or student-athletes getting paid and legalized bag NIL is not enough because, once again, it's only the top-tier players that are going to get paid. Where's the plan to get players 23 through 85 on the roster paid? Oh, listen, everybody's getting paid at some point with all this money, but um, that even the NIL money, we don't know what's real, what isn't real, what the future looks like of this. I mean... Uh, there, there's mass confusion. It's the wild, wild west, as described on a regular basis these days, because the NCAA has no teeth and was told by the courts that uh, they don't matter. And this is where we sit. So, and the rules are different in each state. Yeah, and the, they did come out a couple months ago and said that they're going to start, you know, egregious cases. Cases will start to they're going to start looking into them and all that. But meanwhile, it still seems like there's bidding wars going on for for top recruits. And you know, at some point. Less people are even going to be concerned about it. So, yeah, I mean, then the money won't run out until people get bored with it. I mean, as long as it's successful. I, I think, too, uh, I don't believe that anybody, when you hear the NCAA and others say we're going to look in, nobody believes them anymore. I don't think they do. I think they're like, yeah, okay, we'll wait We'll wait for it to come down. Sure, it's going to happen. It, nobody buys it. They they were impotent years ago. It just got worse. Then they became officially impotent. Seth, and that's right, why we're saying the boosters – should ignore Florida law. Yeah, I kind of joke about it, but I'm also, you know, as much tongue in cheek. I'm also serious. I, I mean, I think they were <laughs> with that with that statement. It. They were basically telling the John Ruiz guy in Miami just stop tweeting about yeah, it. Can you stop Could being you so stop obvious, tweeting? jeez, fellas? Yeah, we're not asking for a lot. Seth writes agree on age matters as to what rival is most important. Yeah, he says I'm 37 and agree with Corey. I'd rather play Miami than Florida. Yeah, I me too, and I'm 51. Uh, I would rather play uh, Miami than Florida. I grew up the the vitriol of that rivalry and the magnitude of that rivalry was such at a, an important age for me um, that that I've never seen anything before or since. Now Florida is it, that rivalry is awesome, and we have a long standing history, obviously, with the school. But I just I remember the Miami rivalry a little bit more fondly. And well, and I just think it was more important nationally. I in Florida State, Florida was great. I mean, I've said it many times. They played twelve times in the nineties. And all 12 times, both teams were in the top 10. Mm -hmm. It's nuts, Florida State and Florida. But it still wasn't of the 
national import as Florida State Miami. And maybe it had to do with missed kicks and nicknames for those games, but Florida State Miami was one of the reasons college football became as popular as it now is. State of Florida was one time uh, obviously revered and, and, you know, hence the uh, ever famous, and I bring it up all the time, Sports Illustrated cover, but I, I remember looking at that cover and oddly feeling a sense of pride as a kid in St. Petersburg just playing football. Yeah, that's right. We rule it. This state has nothing but dominant athletes, you know, and you just felt like if you were in some way tangentially, you know, connected to that. Now uh, they all go to Alabama. And now they leave the state. state. Yeah, that is. Go to Georgia. Yeah, but not anymore because Coach Adkins is here to save the day. More and more players coming this way. Uh, where is the War Champ Party going to be in New Orleans? Writes T Money Knowles. Is that set up yet? I mean, I think I know that I know. I'm pretty sure Gene and Tom are working on some things. I uh, blame. Uh, I blame. Uh, I blame Gene. Okay, that's a bold move. To blame it is a bold move. I'm yeah. gonna. I'm gonna blame Gene. Gene, if you're listening, let's go, buddy. Let's 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 move it along here. Everybody wants to know where we're partying in New Orleans, and I'm amongst those that would like to know. And we got to start selling tickets. Oh, to right? the party? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Corey's already got his rooms reserved, so we got, the after party's going to be at Corey's room. Well, I was going to say, I have a room at Harris, everyone, if y'all just want to come up to the party and hang, or come up to the room. Yeah, I'm just, gonna, I'll take you up on that. Do it like in college okay. where we just have like yeah, 12 people piles sleeping in, on yeah. the floor. Uh, Burke writes, so it sounds like you guys are getting a little bit more optimistic. What do you think will be the biggest key to success for FSU in 2022? Health. It's a blah answer, but health. I think their starting 22 is pretty damn good. I think if they start getting some injuries, uh, the depth falls apart pretty quickly at certain positions. I think there's a decent chance. I mentioned on the Top 40 video that you can watch on uh, WarChant TV right now on the YouTube channel. I really think what they've added to the offensive line makes me feel like this offensive line is going to be good. I think it's going to be above average. I think it's going to be a good offensive line. They brought in four guys with college experience to go with the guys they already have. And I think that, to me, is going to make a huge difference for the entire offense. Corey, your answer yeah. to that question? Yeah, I just think it's you. You got to score a touchdown more per game. The offense just has to be better. It can't be it can't be mediocre or worse than that, like it has been the last two years. It has to take a significant step. But as Iron Jeff said, there's a good chance it will. Uh, really quickly, hypothetical last one we can do today. I'll get to some of these other ones next or the week after That's because some of these. Yeah, well, okay. You're Don't not. Do. What are you going to go back well, on it, Facebook and read a, old there's questions? There's a couple that I could have gotten. Yeah, but it, yeah. Had to talk about you. Maybe talk. ask him tomorrow on your show. I, I might do that. I I, there, I will do that, Ira. There you that'll, go. I will do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hypothetical FSU gets stuck in the ACC, but gets back to consistently winning ACC championships, selling out home games every third year or so, making the college football playoff. My God, what a wonderful future this is. Would enough money be coming in to be competitive? Basically, is getting back to being successful each season enough if the worst case scenario plays out? It's not enough. There is a theory. Of that working, and if the ACC changes the payouts based on your success, and if you get to keep the revenue, if you go to championship game or bowl games and all that, if you get a bigger portion, there's a, there's a scenario where Florida State might find some common ground there. But but yeah, it wouldn't be. I don't long think long term. term I don't be. think it's enough. And they wouldn't who competitive with who like Alabama? No, probably yeah, trying not. to beat Georgia, Alabama, and the other schools of the SEC, and of course the Big Ten and the college football play. Hey, but get yourself in the tournament. Just get yourself in the playoffs, and something can happen, Ira. Something could happen. And it begins this year, fellas. Let's do it. No, not, not, not going to the playoffs. No, no, eight wins. The beginning of the turnaround. Right. It all yeah. happens this year. Oh, good God! It has to. 
It has to. I, we can't do another year of some of the headlines. If they if they go sub five hundred again, we that may have happening. to cancel the show. That ain't happening. If they go sub five hundred again, I don't want to wake up from my anesthesia nap <laughs> on Monday. Just let me stay in the chair forever. There's there's less than a minute left, so we will both wish you very well, sir, uh, for your surgery. Uh, best of luck to you. I'm sure it's going to go well. Would you want me there? Like I can come and like be I'll in the room. I'll drive up there too if you want. No, I'd hold like your hand? you guys on the jury. I guess if I get nicked and have to have to sue someone, okay. I'd like you That's guys fair. on the jury to give me a lot of money. But you wouldn't like go in there. You don't like, want emotional support. Hold your hand like when yeah. our you know children were born. Uh, no, no. I, I like I did with you when your kids were yeah. born. I, mm-hmm. I know what you're saying, but no, no, that's <laughs> fine. I, I got Stephanie for that. <laughs> All right. You're gone, Corey. I'm turning your mic off. Uh, For Ira and Corey, I'm Jeff. Our thanks to you and to Director Matthew for his hard work as well. Be good, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. 